0: So, to be honest
1: with you, this is going to be a very, a very old show today. Not usual type format. I, I'm a very tired boy. Kwaku, um, how are you? <laughs> I am suffering with a little bit of a cold, oh. but yeah, let's let's do this. I, I'm ready-ish. Yeah,
0: this is another sort of spirited away show. It feels like we try to record this for ages. <laughs> this <one. laughs> like, I'm just, hey, Nikki, what about you? How are you doing?
2: I'm good. I've just had some ice cream. I'm just in a good place right now. What's it's your flavour? What do you go for? Oh I had a created own, so there was Mars Bar ice cream in it, vanilla ice cream, um mini Skittles, no, oh, smarties, toffee pieces and toffee sauce.
0: You were Jesus. you were telling me you had an issue with the smarties?
2: I have just eaten all the toppings on, there's just loads of ice creams in there.
0: That's that's simply not good enough though. That's just simply not good enough. I've a real Matt. in fact. Right, so that's actually like said what I was going to say. So, Nicky, we're done with your ice cream story. Um, so basically, <laughs> I was going to say. down. The reason I was so tired is because I was shooting yesterday.
2: So what your you're shot. saying, Truffle, is that's nice. You're talking about you. but I'd rather talk about myself. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that
0: yeah, what that's what I was that was a <laughs> shame. Before you interrupted me, God, so rude, Nicky. But like, yeah. <laughs> Shooting yesterday, a great short film, really good people. Uh, Elliot Hanna, So if you listen to the TV podcast and Star Wars Review, he's been on that before, was one of the actors in it. Uh, Scott Kerr, a really, really great crew involved as well. But I spent a shit ton of money on food yesterday. And one of the things I had to spend money on, we went in an ice cream shop and I had to get the prop Sundays. Now, Scott and Elliot, God love them. Very excited about the Sundays. But their belly was not as big as their appetite oh, for they one, Were because- they picking
2: the expensive ones?
0: No, like the Sundays were all the, the blanket price, you know what I mean? I think someone got a, a Kinder Bueno Sunday, uh, someone got a brownie Sunday, Nutella Brownie Sunday. Um, But half of both are now sitting in my freezer. So,
3: <laughs> so I just
0: remembered that there, mm. with, with what you said. So guess what I'm going to be tucking into after, after we finish this? Is some Truffles,
1: I, I, I'm always saying this as a concerned friend. Uh, no, the no way you rub people up the wrong way, I would definitely check that it's not another brownie. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> you, no one is shot in my Sunday clock or- Alright, no no. Unless you're telling me that you previously have shot one of my ice creams, then we're going to have some words. But <laughs> uh, can we move on? <laughs> Django,
3: Django, Django.
0: <laughs> 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 it came out roughly ten years ago, two thousand and twelve. Uh, written and directed by a small indie director called Quentin Tarantino, stars Jamie Foxx, Christoph Waltz, Leonardo DiCaprio, Kerry Washington, and Samuel. L. Motherfucking Jackson. Uh, we'll play the game, folks. It has a budget of $100 million. How much do you think it made at the box office? Uh, Kwaki, we'll go you first. Um, $600 no. Oh, five
1: hundred. $500, 500 million. Yeah, Yeah. Hey, Nicky? Uh,
2: I'll just go one less then, $400 million.
0: Nicky gets it, yeah, it's 425.4 million. Uh, yeah, just to
2: point out, right, I think I'm unbeaten at this one. You've done very meaning, well recently. I keep meaning was meaning to go back and listen to the podcast. I'm fairly certain I'm unbeaten at the budgeting.
0: You have done so well at the budgeting. Like, usually it does come like that. I don't think you put a lot of thought into it. I think you're just like going for something like your
2: ass well, just... Usually I'm going to give it away now, but usually I go second, so I usually see what they've. Oh, ah, right, uh, okay okay. Out. Then I just posted on that
0: <laughs> It's now noted um, Nicky, do you remember when you first Watched Django Unchained? Uh,
2: no <laughs> I was to <laughs> say yeah, I I I'm actually going to lie here The first standalone you know, film I was old enough To see in the cinema was Hateful Eight So that was the one after this Yeah, we went to
0: see that
2: together um, No, I don't remember when I first seen it But I remember thinking it was mental At the time <laughs>
0: Fair. an apt
1: description. Uh, Quanny, what about you? Well, so I'm actually a f- recent watcher of it. I watched it in November 21. I think it was November. when way, I way, audience- it.
0: That that qualifies as a first-time film in my eyes, and since I'm the eyes who are making decisions on this show, yeah.
2: The whole first-time films preference like
1: premise doesn't even matter anymore.
2: Nobody but we, to we, any we can still
0: try and salvage
1: it. Well, Nobody, that was the thing, them? Nicky. I was brought in to keep this <clears throat> title relevant, and they've loyally <laughs> fucked it with this one. <laughs> so I can't believe fuck it. Has <laughs> <a shutdown. laughs>
0: Um yeah. but you watched it in November. What were your thoughts on it, Gwakuk?
1: Uh, it was very bloody. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a lot of blood. <laughs> and, uh for good measure, extra blood. But yeah, yeah it was very <laughs> hard hitting for me.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah. What <laughs> go into that like yeah. what, what were what what
0: were your thoughts to it? Because obviously, like on the surface, like you say, it is a bloody action movie, but it is set uh, uh, the time of the the old sort of west in america and um, and obviously at the time of slavery in america so it is mm-hmm. like some heavy stuff they're hitting on there
1: mm-hmm. yes uh, absolutely they're, they're actually showing it in different mechanics of it like mm-hmm. Because at my day job, I work as an educator in anti-racism and diversity. So mm-hmm. I am kind of well-versed in terms of the history of slavery and stuff. And one of the things that I'm really struck on, like, like so at the moment, because we're working with SQA because a lot of the times when slavery is taught in schools, mm-hmm. they're taught from the eyes of the economic benefit of it. so. Right yeah so instead of talking about how deplorable slavery was it was it was it's more the case of like they're talking like fuel duty sugar and uh sugar and the uh, old tobacco brought this wealth to glasgow brought this to london and brought this to and it's like yeah. no can we not discuss the immorality of slavery like rather than the uh, how well it did on the FTSE
0: 100 yeah no exactly they're, they're talking um, about the the economics of it which yeah. is not is not what we should be sort of imparting or focusing on
1: you know mm-hmm. what I mean plantation productions are down so therefore uh, Scottish Pembroke going just a random not that they're implicit <laughs> <in slavery>. Scottish <laughs> power is down six points or something like that. It's, 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 it's like that kind of thing uh, but, uh, it's, it's just like that, and like it, it's quite sad to see. But it's just like wow, how could you, from all that your plots from slavery? That's what you. That's what you. are me too, because
0: one hundred percent. And what about obviously, I wanted to actually. It's getting to you with this as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Just off the bat Quentin Tarantino, mm-hmm. obviously a white writer and director as well. Mm-hmm. How did you feel
1: about him taking on this story? Do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, so this is one of those things, right? Where, you, So I've I've uh, heard about like open casting, basically, where uh, people have like taken things like Shakespeare or something like that, and they they've casted the people of different ethnicities into. Mm-hmm some of these roles in Shakespeare yeah. right now the thing about uh works of like Shakespeare and stuff like that is that Shakespeare did not often like assign race or mm-hmm. uh, the the more, more thing he assigned was like a gender to people yeah however the difference is is that uh, and this is the whole James Bond argument is that uh, I, I laugh especially at the James Bond argument. People say, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as a black Scotsman. And I'm like, then what the fuck am I? <laughs> 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 so, and, and, I and there was not up in arms when uh, an Australian was a James Bond or an Irishman was a James Bond, but that's that's inconvenient for the argument. However, like, say stuff like if you're playing a historical figure, like if you're playing like Henry Day for, uh, I, I don't know uh, uh, rosa parks or stuff like that they obviously they they're playing actual figures then yeah. people that we know then yes that's where the ethnic they should because you don't want to change the history of that however what Tar- tarantino's uh, director fair enough he does he does cast a uh, uh, black people in the in, uh, and and i'm glad that he did cast it in a way to not glorify what slavery was and glorify the money that came of it he, he glorified uh, Django coming mm-hmm. out of slavery saving his wife and mm-hmm. uh, making a better life there was a lot of heartache like it was very hard for me to watch mm-hmm. at certain times because of I know for example my ancestors were slavers themselves so right it's hard for me to kind of and obviously the level of the n-word being used that like Mm -hmm. that word I, I i don't personally i like there are black people that use it in like films and stuff like that i don't personally use that because those words were used to take the self esteem away from Black people and just completely yeah. dehumanize them. So mm-hmm. I get that rappers and so on want to reclaim that word as theirs, but for me it's just a no because it then creates the uh, it, it creates a culture where oh because this person said that in this movie I can just say it. Yeah,
0: no, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and, and obviously, like. <laughs> Going past that, like you talked about the sort of glorification that Quentin Tarantino has of Django in this mm-hmm. movie, what did you think about the the character of Django, the way Jamie Fox portrayed him? Like, were you a fan of it?
1: Yeah, like Jamie, uh, he he did really well in the role. It gets in. The the way that he he was just carrying out like, like going from day to day in the business and the story of him trying to save his wife and stuff like that. He played it really well. He did suck me in a lot with the uh what like just the way he was going about with Schultz yeah. and killing uh, slave owners and stuff. So I was really suckered into this story. Just, so, I, I could have done with a little bit less blood splatter in every
0: <laughs> Well, so, quite good. There's someone who actually agrees with you. I um, okay. can come at you on this. That man uh, being Will Smith, the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air himself. Um, he was originally offered the vote, um of Django, and he's the one, I think, Quentin Tarantino had in mind for the part, but turned it down because it was too violent. Now, it's a tale as old as time discussion of violence in Quentin Tarantino movies, but what are your takes on it?
2: Listen, I'm just going to be honest, I love violence in films. It's a Nicky's
1: quite built. He likes violence. Yeah,
2: yeah, i pretty happy. The, I love the kneecap and, and everything. I love it all. I yes. want I just like, like seem like a psycho scene. Bad. I love violence. Sometimes. I love it. I love when they're shooting each other. I love peer drawn out things like that. It's brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hyper- not against it at all.
0: It's hyper violence. It's it's yeah. sort of meant to be cathartic. And I think the the issue with Django or the the thing that has to sort of be discussed about Django is that he's trying to use this hyper violence, which is inherently unrealistic. To portray mm-hmm. the very real topic of slavery.
2: Well, see, you know? that, in this one, it, I, I was thinking when I when, like, when I'd first watched it, it was so different to like the violences in Kill Bill,
3: mm-hmm.
0: because yeah.
2: like the story that's behind it, and then um, the use of the N word and everything just makes mm-hmm. like I didn't—I never remember really noticing the violence because there's so much other stuff that's mm-hmm. like. Yeah. Fucking grim
1: when you're watching,
2: obviously.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, like the shooting and stuff I'm saying with have I, I watch uh, even today, I watched stuff with what's the shooting in it. It's yeah. just the blood splattering. It was just like it could it could do with it's like fair enough, but it's just like like when when did you think enough was enough?
2: Mm. Well, do you know I'm gonna tell the story that everyone tells, but I've seen a bit where Leonardo DiCaprio. Has the blood all over his hand? Yeah. It, like mm-hmm. smashes a glass. He'd actually did that. He did that in the rules take. He wasn't supposed to smash the glass, mm. and it's like cut his hand open, and he was smearing it on that girl's face and all that. And that's his actual blood. And then everyone told that story. As if like, us, I it's mean, amazing how dedicated he was." And I was like, "That's fucking weird, man."
3: <laughs> was, like
2: spreading your blood on somebody's face. I
3: know because
2: it was Kenny Washington. It's was, like she was a yeah. bit yeah, Kenny really, Washington. She was a bit like, right. That's isn't acting anymore. But just relax.
0: It's enough, and this is the problem I have with methods In drawing the line. Oh, Jim Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey and Jim and Andy,
2: yeah, like Man in the Moon. Jerry Lawless, he was friends with Andy Kaufman He was like, it wasn't ever real. And Jim Carrey was like trying to fight him and all that. And he was like, he was actually friends, I think.
1: Yeah, exactly. But he was
2: Jenny yeah, people people Waller. Like, but like. <laughs> yeah, That's how ridiculous it is that like Jim Gary's fighting him because he thinks he is him, but that guy was actually his friend. So surely yeah. you just mm-hmm. wanted to talk to
0: him. I think there's a lot of creators who think they have uh, what I like to call cinematic immunity, uh, where the rules of the, of everyone else do not apply. Uh, as long as you're making a movie. Which <laughs> is it not true. Um, it's like
2: that Norman Donald joke, Truffles, when he would even say that he was gaining weight for a role. And people would say, What was the role? He said, You'll know, just think they'll someday need a big fat guy. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's he just says for a movie then that's how people go alright
0: <laughs> we go back to the core point like it is like I do think that DiCaprio is a fantastic villain here like he portrays that character because sure he's so bad? Very good. Yeah, because he's he's despicable. Like, he's a despicable. Yeah,
2: think he's, Jengi, like goes with his sister, and that it. that's obviously kind of handied yes. that with
0: Yes, he's an incensed guy. Yeah, he's an in yeah, incensed guy. Uh, again, maybe takes it too far. Hey, Kwaku, what were? Did you have a performance? Obviously, we talked about Jamie Fox there. That, the supporting characters, like who was your favorite performance of the rest of the bunch? Uh,
1: Schultz uh, was a very nice, uh, like at uh, the like the the. The fact that he had a heart in himself, but he was a fair businessman, Mm. so when he first of all got Django, although he killed uh, Django's owners and allowed (laughs) the other uh, people enslaved, uh, to uh, go and kill him he still yeah. paid the $75 for Django <laughs> <laughs> I know
0: because fanta- Nicky is a stark contrast because her obviously came off and Glorious Bastards was the thing sort of shot him into the stratosphere and then he comes on this a completely different character from Hans Lander
2: I think that's what really made him for me though because he did two films and he was the complete opposite in both of them the first one is like the most evil guy ever, and then Django, is so nice. And yeah. He's, well, he's bad at the start, and then he gets nice, I suppose. And he is a bounty hunter. <laughs> yeah. that i just said he's nice, he is actually killing people for money. <laughs> <laughs> and he
0: won, he won, obviously. But he, he's he on
2: our guy's side, so that's all that matters. <laughs> <laughs> he
0: won the Oscar for this, Christoph Waltz, uh, Best Supporting Actor, uh, the other uh Oscar that this movie got uh, was for Best Original Screenplay uh, for Mr. Quentin Tarantino yeah. so uh, Christoph walks up there one of the, uh, he had a really good run, I think it's probably one of the best uh, supporting acting runs we've seen He does
2: weird sometimes. films though though, he's always in fil- yeah. like, just rubbish films Yeah <laughs> Sorry,
0: <I'll stop> <laughs> I agree. He has not had he's not had a, a good hit. In fact, I want to have a wee look. Like, let's see what he's done. He was, in,
2: he was in James Bond. He was in a film recently that panned him. Sure,
0: um, he to be in the new Pinocchio. Um, oh, he was in the French Dispatch. To be fair, and I loved that movie. So
2: um, I just I'm don't like Wes Anderson films. I've decided.
0: I am not the biggest Wes Anderson fan. It's just always
2: like, look at this, it's symmetrical. And like, eh, but What's no. actually happened? Nothing.
0: Well, that's <laughs> maybe the difference with French Dispatch, is what I'd say. Um, the story structure is really smart in and I love it. It's one of those
2: big daft casts that I don't like as well.
0: You have an issue with big daft cast, but then you look at this movie, and it's a big daft cast.
2: It's not, though. Like At the time, Gary Washington, I didn't, I'd never seen her in anything. She wasn't like <gasps> These names that it's just like pure A-listers, Tantino's taking people that maybe okay. weren't at the top yet, and then they became that. Okay. okay, okay,
0: okay, <laughs> okay. It's up to you. You can put your caveats on your big daft cast argument, but there's hoax to be poked there. And I will be prepared <laughs> so to prepare your argument against
2: me. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm going to have seen it say. at some point. <laughs> <laughs> i take
0: the time. <laughs> Quacku, did you have a, a favorite moment in this movie?
1: Oh, it has to be the ending for me. Just yeah. when he rides out That's with his uh, rides out with his wife, finally kills all the people at Calvin's ranch, uh, in another bloody scene. <laughs> but it's just the final bit because you, you see what. Django goes through when he's captured by Calvin's men and mm-hmm. uh, henchmen and stuff and th- that scene of him almost getting castrated which is horrific to look at. Mm-hmm. I-, I can never think of well, I'm sure I I, I would not want to tempt fate, but I couldn't think of anything worse to happen to someone as to, yeah. they're being dangled like that. Oh, I don't don't
2: know.
1: tempt fate, come on! I don't know, I am conscious how I say that because Nicky, Nicky would be like, <laughs> uh, "Hold my ice cream." <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: quite
0: quick, just wait. What did you make? You mentioned Stephen, um, like who is um, Samuel Jackson's character?
1: Movie. He's yeah.
0: the Wait, what did you think of the Stephen character in this?
1: The, the butler, as in a uh, Calvis yeah. butler. Yeah, uh, so uh, like that is actually historically true. So, mm-hmm. what would happen is that um uh, like slave masters would hire a uh, like uh, somebody to do their bidding for them, and it could be a black person themselves. And the thing is, though, they are because. <laughs> The, the way that uh, slave people are, uh, sl- people enslaved are just taken out from all elements of outside world and everything so they are brainwashed and doctored into doing everything the slave master do, however a lot of times you had uh, enslaved people that would rebel against them and mm-hmm. uh, basically fight away from their master but uh, to counter that Uh, Slave patrol officers were then formed to basically uh, patrol people back into slavery. And if you actually look at the slave patrol officer badge, it is actually the foundations of what the police were. The foundations of the police came from slave patrollers. Uh, Yeah, you look at the US, uh, if you look at a standard US police sheriff's badge, it's the exact same shape as a slave patrol badge uh, from back then.
0: Interesting. Fuck, I yeah. didn't know that.
1: Didn't
0: yeah. Know that. No, there's a lot that can be said on that, I think. Um, <laughs> 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 about the, the nature of policing and... Uh, it,
1: it, it's core Oh, problem. my class then. Yeah.
0: It's interesting when you talk about, like, going back to that teaching and how we teach race in schools. And I remember mm-hmm. my brief stint uh, as a high school English teacher, I went in and I was being a higher class, and I was like, "Oh, what are you teaching them?" This was the class I was going to be observing, fifth yeah. year class, and they're like, "Oh, we're teaching them eh, get out for their higher." And I was like, "That's yeah. so that was so interesting to me." Yeah. But, and I think that the difference is, and eh, probable why get out is a good example of something to teach eh, and talk about racism because it's current and can connect with kids. You know what i mean and It's it's current to the issues but also it allows you to talk about those historical issues in a very real way mm-hmm. that they can you know they can relate to as well i don't know what you think of that
1: no absolutely absolutely it, it needs more of that in schools definitely because yeah you're taught your abcs your one two threes and stuff but mm-hmm. and you're also taught very specific things that were conditioned to be taught but just never be, there's more, there should be more scope for critical thinking in education, really. Hmm. And it just, like a lot of the stuff that I know is all self research and self talk kind of thing. Like I've just yeah. gone out my own back kind of thing. Nice. And that's all what, uh, and I've got a degree and even people with history degrees, like dude, a lot would say, I, I, I never got taught about so, history. Uh, like slavery. slavery or anything yeah. yeah
0: exactly and like you say like i remember i did history first first year of uni mm-hmm. and whenever slavery was touched on in that bit like because of the time mm-hmm. period again it was due to the economics mm-hmm. you know so it's the exact I did, same i did
2: the higher history and an advanced higher history and it was barely ever spoken
3: about yeah,
0: yeah. There
2: exactly you go. Ever. I, mean, even spoke you about I don't wars. remember
3: he yeah, but t- you yeah. talked
2: about Nazis every year, talked about World War One and World War Two every time you were there from third year to sixth year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because exactly. I never spoke <sighs> about slavery. I didn't know until like three years ago that well, the streets in Glasgow are named after slave traders and slave yeah. owners.
3: Oh yeah.
2: And, you know, yeah. and it's a place that you've lived your whole life and you just don't get taught about it.
0: It's something they don't want to talk about. You know what I mean? And it's um it's something I think what you're doing in the work you do obviously you're talking about your day job there that's that's really important to try and change that yeah because we've seen a lot of bills in America like the Florida now has the don't say gay uh bill as well like they're talking about like they're not allowed to talk about that in schools and I know that there's Mm. they call it what is it critical race theory Mm -hmm. that a lot of the southern states are trying to suppress uh, Mm -hmm. as they call it but basically it's not critical race theory. whatever whatever you want to talk about it's it's just telling the truth and God's honest truth about what yeah. actually happened. Mm-hmm. You know, th- there's no two sides to something like that. There's no two sides of the story, two sides of the argument. There's none of that. Mm-hmm. Like we do not, as you say, we do not need to hear about the benefits or something like that. Like there yeah. is, t- like because the benefits were to the the people who were oppressing others. That yeah. let, that financially, that is that is not something that that needs to be discussed or written about as an essay in a pro and cons list for kids. You know what I mean? It's I don't know, but anyway, uh, Nicky, Quentin Tarantino <laughs> obviously <laughs> decided to to get involved in this topic, and it's not the only time that he's sort of rewritten history. He did it with Inglorious Bastards, and he's done it with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Like, why? What what do you think his motivation is behind taking these specific sort of time periods in history and try to put his own stamp on them, like and sort of change stories like in this way?
2: And I I don't really know why, but I think after be done in Glorious Pastor's it then became a bit of a thing, didn't it? Yeah. But some people hate it. I don't know. See with this one, I just felt I don't know. I feel like he uses um racial slurs and stuff far too much and he's very, very completely I don't think he should be using that at all. And when I first watched Pulp Fiction, it felt weird because he'd put himself in the role where the guy saying the N-word. Yeah. And I was it just felt like he'd done that so he could say it. Yeah, but <laughs> well, that's then because he went on to this. I was like, it just I don't know about of me felt, is he just trying to? I, I don't know, can okay, I get my words out in regards to what I thought? But I mean, yeah. it just felt weird. It felt weird to go back, especially for a white man to go back and be right still like that. Because that's what I thought earlier on when Kawaki was saying about the good talk about the economics of of slavery. It's hard when this is obviously Quentin Tarantino was a white guy and there was the Weinsteins that made it. It was a, a white production company so even though he is obviously trying to tell stories it's still him that's profiting from it and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. actually feels a bit uncomfortable about it because then I thought, and you mentioned Get Out, it's so obviously by right, Jordan Peele was a, a black director, so things are changing. Yeah,
0: exactly, 100% and I think that's the way it should be. I can't wait, glad you brought up Jordan Peele, I can't, did we watch the trailer for his next one?
2: Did, did you hear it about Daniel College on the week? Wait, what now. Oh, man, it's fucking mental. He's like got this person, it's like a, it's called a life strategist. Right? And she's called like Air Holiness or something like that. Hold on, I'm trying to find what her name is because it's something ridiculous. What, what the fuck? Um, life strategist, here it is. Um, okay. Daniel Cullen. Oh, yeah, <laughs> uh, so he's got a life strategist and he's like sacked all his product, all his um, agents, his managers everyone he's like sacked everyone and he had her on the on the set of nope and apparently she was causing issues really yeah <sighs> it's mental though because daniel cluel seems like he's kind of got it down yeah. though, yes it's so weird She's that's what she calls herself a life strategist and then said she's not granted interviews for him at this time and stuff it seems like i don't
0: maybe. know maybe 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 he's just in love with the last maybe it's a Yokono situation yeah <laughs> You know what I mean? It sounds, it sounds like a Yokora situation, it honestly does. You know what I mean? Uh, to, to me, it doesn't sound like it's part of a cult or something like
2: that. But see all, this, all, the, all the, the articles that I read during the week? They're now away. And I've looked on to try and find them. Out. There's one
0: here I'm reading, Insiders, worry about acting uh, That's the one I've asked, as as well, like. Yeah, like stuff I'm like I'm that. mad though, isn't that?
2: And
0: I've really no, really know, yeah. it? I have really like that. He's also a guy in his early 30s, so he's still young. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, he's, yeah. bizarre. Very bizarre indeed. Anyway...
2: Thanks
0: Django <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm interested to know Because obviously we take the piss But you've not seen An ample amount of films I'd probably describe it <laughs> <laughs> you there the violence, When you said about the
2: violence <laughs> have,
0: you many other, have
2: you seen many Tantino films? No, That's what I was going to ask Because like, they are <laughs> mentally fucking violent How
0: many Tantino movies have you seen?
1: Is this the only one? Honestly uh, I couldn't tell you Okay. Uh, let me look through a list of his films. We'll, we'll then... run,
0: I'll run them through for you right now.
1: Reservoir Dogs, have you seen that? Pulp no. Fiction. No. Pulp Fiction.
2: No. Jackie Jack... Brown. No.
0: Kill Bill. What's next? Volume 1 and 2.
2: No. Glorious Bastards. No.
0: Death Proof. No. That doesn't even count, does it? He's not seen Death Proof, I'll tell you right now. Uh,
1: the
0: Hateful Eight. <laughs> no. Glorious Bastards,
1: now? No. No.
0: Well, okay. This should help you then. My next segment is what a segment I like to call Put Nicky on the Spot. <laughs>
3: oh, Jesus.
0: I would like you to rank for me every Quentin Tarantino film oh, in Jesus. your opinion. Now, to make it fair for you and to give you a bit of time, I'll do it on the spot just now. All right, right. No, I'll,
2: go first, I'll go first. You
0: want to go first, I right, yeah. go first. I thought you would do your usual. Uh, <laughs> <yeah, so
2: laughs> we we'll go, we'll go from back to front. I want, yeah, start the worst. So last, heard, yeah. Death proof. Obviously, okay. right. Second worst. Hateful Eight. Okay. Third, Jackie Brown, just because I've only seen it once. And I've, okay, but Jackie Brown is a
0: very good movie. As uh,
2: oh, this is where it gets hard now. So, uh-huh. next is probably Django. Okay, cool. Then both Kill Bill's.
0: So Nikki is now gone yeah, from the podcast again. He's <laughs> um, fired for the <laughs> second time. Then
2: <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. And then okay. I've only got two left on her. Yeah, yeah.
0: Then Reservoir Dogs,
2: Pulp, Pulp Fiction, from... and, and Glorious Bastards first.
0: Did you mention Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Just put that after Kill Bill.
2: Oh, fuck. I um, can go before Kill Bill and push Kill Bill back a No, actually, okay. Kill Bill's in front of Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You could
0: put, the, uh, put it in between volumes one and two Just to be like, comfortable You could like
2: even put it once by <laughs> a time Hollywood behind Django to be honest It might be in like 7% oh. I think I'm
0: slightly different like, so, or The start of our list are very much the same Death Proof last hateful eight, eight second last <laughs> Jackie Brown third last But I will say I enjoy Jackie Brown more than those two movies I mentioned before. Troubles,
2: That sounds like we're both terrified of seeming mm-hmm. racist, because we both said Jackie Brown low and then said, but it's not because <laughs> no, but it it's... a marvelous... Do you know what it is? No, it's not like it's one of those <laughs> movies that it's is smaller
0: than the other movies in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? It
2: it's is the good. least. Anyway, it... keep going, Mel. I was just, I was just trying to be uncomfortable.
0: Right, <laughs> Django, then because I've never been the biggest fan of it. Um. Reservoir Dogs.
2: Oh. Reservoir Dogs is high for me.
0: It's still, a, it's then Pulp Fiction for me. No, actually no. That'd be ridiculous. Then Once Upon a <laughs> Game Hollywood, then Pulp Fiction, and Glorious Bastards, and then Kill Bill at the top for me, obviously, is my ranking. I'll put them in, you can see which was, which always gets, uh, slandered the least. Um, would be <laughs>
2: the best see for years. Film. Pulp Fiction was my favourite, but now I've just seen it. The gaming glory's passed
0: Yeah, well, I think glory's
2: Quacker. I wonder if you to say you. Pulp Fiction, <laughs> you get a slide off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Do you remember Nicky? Can you tell me the story about when you uh, bought the Pulp Fiction DVD? What's <laughs> that story? And that, that we shop, and what the person said to you.
2: Oh no, that wasn't Pulp Fiction, that was Batman the animated <laughs> What
3: was it? Right,
2: okay. Uh,
1: okay that Batman,
3: seems like, like anime, a second. Go for it. <laughs> it
2: like obviously one of the biggest series of all time, and I took it on to the guy at HMV and he went, Oh, what a find! Great. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Too, <laughs> and I
2: was so happy well, and I was like, it's so funny. he was like, right. it's, it's so 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 <laughs> he, was he was like, like facing the door do you know why I got <laughs> confused?
0: because I think I compared it to that, it's like, going to f- 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 bring Pulp Fiction up and just be like, oh, have you seen that? like, oh, i am not always yeah. seen that movie <laughs> I think someone said that to me actually, I think someone said, to, tried to explain Pulp Fiction to me once and maybe that's a burn the memories in too. I'm proud you.
2: actually know, like... said that. I now do remember when I first seen Django. Because I remember getting that as a DVD at Christmas. Oh,
0: that's lovely. I actually watched it for the first time over at Christmas. I think I watched it was, it,
2: as well. it was at a time when I was a Tarantino fan, but I wasn't old enough to go and see it. Right, that's that's nice. That's, that's a sweet what spot.
0: A, what a lovely time. Now, there I is something that I, needs
2: Tarantino to be... Shit. Sorry, on you go.
0: There needs to be something that has to be discussed um there has been talks in the past mm-hmm. of Tarantino doing another Django film which oh, would no be friends. the Django Zorro crossover <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> and it would be Antonio Banderas coming back as Zorro and Jerry Fox as Django and them both teaming up. There is a um there is a a, a comic book that does this
2: um It'd be good if it was like death proof, like, but it didn't really count. If it was like him and was the other guy, Robert Rodriguez,
0: of the three guys thing, yeah, both of them co-directing
2: or something. Yeah, something um, like that. If it was like that, a spin-off, I see he's directing thoughts. a TV show though. I can't, to know, but I can't remember. Well, I don't know. He's Quacky. directing the first two episodes. Or <clears throat> it might be like Succession or something. Oh,
0: I'll have a wheelie just now. I'll get that up. Um, Quacko, what's your um? What's your thoughts on the potential Django-Zorro crossover? Would you be interested? (laughs)
1: It's just... I mean, if you're going to tackle something like this, which is so historically significant, and then crossover with Bat I mean, Zorro, I mean, why why stop there? Why not make uh, uh, Django Man a crossover of Batman? Or, I don't know, it just sounds weird to me.
2: Okay. Right.
1: He's meant to.
0: He's in. in fact, so it was the the Deadline Hollywood reported Tarantino was in talks to direct episodes of FX's Justified City Primeval, a continuation oh, of the Justified TV show that starred uh, Timothy Olyphant. That's um, so weird. Yeah. So, um, what else does it say? Um, he just says he was in talks, so that doesn't really mean anything yet. Oh well.
2: Okay. He then. did.
0: Do you know he directed an episode of a very popular TV show? Do you remember what it was? Give me a clue. It was a police procedural television show. CULPS. It was CSI. The next episode of CSI. Back it was in the day. It was like, it was very Kill Bill volume State 2. One of, the, one, of the, one of the detectives was trapped in a box
2: buried under So. That's the thing yeah. I don't like, even time it was his weird obsession with feet. His feet's married. Were there much feet? Were there many feet in the Yeah, loads, man. As yeah. many as once upon a time Hollywood, that was pure. Well, that was a, bi- a biopic of feet. It would just be
0: the same as that. Maybe I was desensitized to the feet. Clacker, did you notice a lot of feet in Django?
1: A lot of feet. There yeah. was quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah, he has a foot
0: fetish. It's well yeah. documented. That's it happens in a lot of these movies. And I Kel remember down, when I was a in high school. The women trying to wiggle <laughs> into. Like
2: it's see, <laughs> you know, I'm mean, Somebody told me about a website where it was like um, groupies would review like rock stars on it, and they showed me a thing on it. and One of them was Tarantino, and it was like, "Oh, my friend met him at a bar, and he just went back to our house and stared at our feet for half an hour." I just so hope that that's true.
0: <laughs> I actually have a Tarantino story, but I'll tell you off here. I forgot it to tell you. Um, he's not going to find out No I can't tell on you Because of the person who told me it uh, So I keep their confidential Do you know that he, lives in,
2: do you know that he lives in Israel? Uh, Tarantino
0: now? Yeah
2: Yep he's got an Israeli wife And a son He lives in Israel
0: Do they sing imagine so, with Gal Gadot?
2: So fuck Tarantino, <laughs> so fuck Tarantino really
0: Jesus so, <laughs> We're talking about the DK Fox, Fox uh, But anyway um, Tarantino obviously, it's the first time we've done one of his films in a wee while. <laughs> the 10th film, I think every time we bring up Tarantino we talk about what the 10th film will be or what you want it to be. Uh, I just wanted to not be Kill Bill just to bother you. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> but Kill Bill Volume 3 would be so good and you can't tell me it wouldn't. Like, Kill the Bride. You know, Uma Furman back. You tell me you wouldn't be excited about that. You know what i'm saying i know yeah, you need, yeah. A, you need to take a good hard look at yourself you know what i'm <laughs> saying i would like her to have a sister in it and i would like it to be kate hudson because kate hudson is fucking class and do I you know what i've always
2: wanted to do a police what? movie for some reason Ooh, would you think like, be so
0: cool? like his heat or seven or something like that <laughs> yeah
2: just yeah just something like
0: that nice yeah. what would you like to quacky obviously you only have this for reference but what sort of genre would you like to see um, to? because
1: of us the violence and everything I want to do the very last Faster Furious and just kill every one of them off <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> Quentin Fast and Furies
2: well, I'd like to see him finish with an installation into the minions
1: franchise <laughs> <laughs> I loved Fast and Furies because I'm a big car lover and I like the boy racer I've always wanted to uh, ask you this come on yeah. how hard is it to sell a car?
2: I imagine uh, it's, like, impossible.
1: It's not possible, like...
2: I can't uh, imagine being able to make someone buy a car, like, if it costs thousands of pounds.
1: No, I mean... Uh, well, well <laughs> okay, <sorry>. it's
2: It's <laughs> just that Nicky is, he's
0: just, <laughs> just decided to disagree with the concept of car salesman, one of the most popular
2: no, well, but, jobs and the sales industry. Like, it's interesting <laughs> to handle, though, like, people are just unselling more
1: yeah, but if you look at it, if you look at an average house, an average house has two cars, so uh, people buy cars, so yeah, <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> people buy cars. Ages, I mean, right? I've, I, I, well, I'll blow your mind if I tell you one Saturday I sold four cars. That's, uh, well
2: That's the thing because my girlfriend's brother works in a, a car sales place, and
1: yeah. then
2: he was seeing people sell like four cars in a day, and that I was like, yeah, that absurd.
1: Like, um, I, was, I was able to sell a car a day at least.
2: I have a point.
1: Actually, following up from that <laughs> so about, your old, about your old job. Um,
0: I have an issue with car adverts at the cinema because my theory is not only are they wasting my time, but they're also fucking useless. Has anyone <laughs> in your experience ever came up to you to buy a car and says,
1: I saw it at the cinema and I wanted to... No, so, right, okay, so on that, right, so people, they wouldn't say specifically they saw because of a specific advert or whatever. However, like, so when the Ford Mustang Mach-E, the electric car, launched, right, I was the key specialist and they made me just the specialist because I was the only one interested in cars. Uh, funnily enough, everyone that works in the car industry hates cars. I was this weird anomaly that loves cars and I worked there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they made me the electric vehicle specialist selling the Mackey. Right? When we got our demonstrator Mackey in, we, uh, I came into the office to th- over 13 inquiries on the car. Uh, and i That's had to send my whole day i spent f- sending videos to each and every one of them the whole day i couldn't sell anything else i had to just focus on that and i had people coming out for test drives and stuff i ended up selling eight of the damn f- things and uh, <sighs> ranging their prices range from 43 grand up to 68 grand mm. uh, value so i sold eight of them uh, but yeah the Mackie was everywhere in adverts and I even took, like, so as part of product knowledge and um, being a hooligan, I took the car home a couple of times (laughs) just to get to know my product. And I remember coming, so I went to my local Morrisons and I parked the car, went and done my shopping and coming out, there were six people standing around the damn thing. <laughs> and it, was, it, was, it was that awkward thing of, do I go up and then it's like I'm flashing with my, because uh, this car I had was 56 grand in value. Oh. <laughs> like Do I, do I, do I uh, more yeah. more money than I can ever think about? Uh, do I go up and pretend <laughs> that I'm the big shot with, and then open up the electric okay, uh, boot like or something? Uh, I just went up and said, "No, nah, it's not my car." I was totally honest because I can't, <laughs> I can't blag that much. So, yeah. but yeah, people, people would never. You know, I mean, think about it. You you seen things in the advert, and it subconsciously affects you to go for it. But you would never say to the salesperson, "Oh, I saw it in here." You may answer on that survey right. online. Yeah. but you've probably seen You see I'm
2: really clever like, well, and I searched this out myself, thanks.
1: <laughs> yeah. It just, that, it just
2: it's... pisses me off, it just takes too much time. But
0: anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> away from cars, Django Unchained, we're going to do our usual uh, rating here,
3: uh,
1: yeah. quack you out of 10. <sighs> because there are some historical inaccuracies in it, which I know, and as a someone uh, to someone that loves films, they may not exactly like, because they were more focused on the film. However, for me, I was focused on the story rather than the film. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give it a seven and a half. Seven it and could, half. It could have been eight and a half, but just because of certain inaccuracies, mm-hmm. I'll give it a seven and a half. I would have liked to have seen more of the enslaved people rebelling against their... Masters, because that happened a lot. Mm -hmm. Nice.
0: Okay. I like
1: that.
2: I like that. Nicky? Uh, Seven, by the way, I'd like to uh, to say that Jonah Hill as the KKK member was hilarious.
0: Oh the Bits where they're talking about who cut the holes and all that, yeah, it's that, so funny. That See that the crazy.
2: guy having a pair tantrum and then leaving, it's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, that might be I the best. Agree. Agree. I think that's my favorite moment. Well, that's me. I was going to say that earlier on when you were asked about best moments, and kind I of forgot about it, but that's my favorite. Makes the KKK look like us sort of
0: idiots. Is is the best part of any movie? Just look like up what they <laughs>
2: call themselves. They call themselves like Grand Wizard and stuff. They are
0: fucking. Yes. <laughs> yeah, But it was that. That's a great scene. That is a phenomenal scene. Uh, I'll agree. I think seven. I think I'd go for seven. It's never been. I feel like I'm a uh, like justified here because you guys have given it a similar rating, but I'm, it's never been my favorite. Never been my favorite. Nah, no, it, it was
2: nowhere near in Glory's Bastards. You're yeah, Hundred
0: percent. Well, listen. What to talk about, I asked you guys to watch the trailer for Bullet Train, a movie I am very, very excited about. It's been directed by David Leach, who co-directed my favourite action movie of all time, John Wick. Uh, went on to executive produce the next two, he directed atomic Bond, Deadpool 2, Hobbs and Shaw and he was the producer on Nobody um, which was the uh, recent movie starring Bob Odenkirk. So this is the first movie he's ever done with Bob Brad Bob Right, I love Bo Albancourt, but this is the this is significant though. Did a movie with Brad Pitt. He was Brad Pitt's stunt double back in the day. Uh, five for five movies, he was Brad Pitt's stunt double. So it's really sort of a full circle moment. Him directing the guy he was the stunt double for
2: uh, for
0: many years. So he could jump in and do
2: his stunts then. He could Save probably could. Him.
0: I'd love him to actually say him at some point in like this. Uh, but he has such a great cast: Brad Pitt, uh, Joey King, Arm Taylor Johnson, Brian tightney Henry. Who was phenomenal in Eternals, which I watched recently? Michael Shannon is in it. Clack, you know, this guy who's in it. Bad Bunny shows up as an assassin in this movie. Zazie beats Logan Lerman, Sandra Bullock. Uh, is going to show up in this film. It is one of those casts that Nicky hates. But I couldn't care. I am all (laughs) aboard the fucking bullet train. This is my new screen. We're going to have a countdown. Bullet train countdown. Bullet train t-shirts, everybody. I can't wait for it. Uh, Kaku, what did you think of the trailer?
1: (laughs) It was was really out there. I mean, uh, i Imagine going on the Avanti West Coast mainline, and then all of this happens. like you're, <laughs> you're, uh, and then you go to the toilet. Please do not flush any nappies down the toilet. <laughs> and then this happens. <laughs> Incredible stuff, Nikki. What did you think?
2: I um, mean, yeah, I'm all aboard the train as well. It looks fucking yes. hot. <laughs> <laughs> so Brad, Brad Pitt. when he was younger, right, You'd have thought nobody can be better looking than that guy. And then Brad Pitt as an old guy is the only person that's better looking. He's just a ridiculously good looking guy. When I watched the two on the first time I was like, it's kind of annoying watching him because you're like, why does he just look so cool (laughs) all the time?
1: Do you know something? I bet you right. I bet you Brad Pitt when negotiating to do this film, they uh, he was just they just said to him we're going to do this on a train. Where do I sign? You want to be yeah. straight up for that. Because if you remember when he came up to Glasgow for World War Z, how did he come up from London? Train? Yes, he did. He he hired oh, the a whole train. He hired a whole train for 45k, apparently, and came up with the family on the train instead of flying up. So this, this, was, this is his calling. <laughs>
2: Uh, if there was any trouble uh, it, on it I'm sure
0: he could have sorted it out <laughs> I just like the, the fighting's going to be fucking mental is it because there's also got uh, Hiryuki Sanada who played um, even though I didn't like the movie he played Scorpion in the new Mortal Kombat he was a good fighter in that he was also in The Wolverine 47 Ronin Avengers Endgame, he gets killed by Hawkeye. At one point in that movie, and an head downly special. Need to be the history of the the first time podcast without mentioning the cinematic classic that is Speed Racer. He was in Speed yeah. Racer, ladies and gentlemen. What a throwback there! What a throwback <laughs> there! Back to Pitch Battles of Old Nicky
2: and American Joe's uh, flat. for that. With that well, <laughs> one, so was. I was just thinking that there. <laughs> Remember I said I was going to pull down his American flag, and you were like, Don't you genuinely go fucking mental with <laughs> him. I was like, you're always being didn't let like <laughs> me just be like, please don't. It's not, not going to be funny, you'll go mental. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: was deadly serious. I was like, oh God. Um, interestingly enough, uh, Sandra Bullock, Sandy B, who I'm excited to see in this, um, replaced Lady Gaga in the movie, who had to drop out due to scheduling conflicts with House of Gucci. Well, Gaga. As much as I love bad romads, no, as much as the next guy made a bad decision. <laughs> in,
3: my, in
0: my humble opinion, but anyway, I think that's it for the show. I'm just really excited about Gullet saying I wins it out. I haven't even looked, I'm like uh, july fifteenth I'll be there. I'll be there with bells on. In like, fact, Nicky, I'm gonna usually I get the crowd together for like a Star Wars movie and a Marvel DC or something like that.
2: I don't think I don't think this will be an easy sell, Trevor.
0: That'll be it wouldn't be an easy sell, but it'll be the hardest sell I ever make. I'll, I'll be the conductor get of this <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
1: I will get this going.
0: Quacko, you'll come in the cinema for Wheeler Train, wouldn't
1: you? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, with the Why not? Yeah, exactly. It's, it's actually one of the. Because you know how I'll be quite critical sometimes of movie trailers. I hate, I don't like movie trailers because sometimes they don't really convey I like, I've been what,
2: saying this for ages, man, exactly. Yeah. yeah. yeah he, did so, mention
0: it. he had mentioned it to now, and I was going to be very pleased because usually I just get him to watch a trailer. And I'll ask, what did you think? And Nicky, will be like, well, I don't like trailers.
2: Like, you know, it's, uh, you yeah, it's, it's the same as what you were saying about car mate. You never look at a trailer and you're like, I need to see this thing. They all look Logan, good. Logan, the Logan
0: trailer
1: with the Johnny
2: Cash art. I can't so, think so, uh, of any trailers. I think I don't you. they all make
1: uh, it look all right. See, I'll give you an example. There's a film I really like and it's Romeo Must Die. I love that film. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've managed to convince my girlfriend to watch with me, and uh, asked her, "Alex, watch a uh, watch the trailer." And um, she watched the trailer. I then I watched it myself. I was like, "That looks shit." I was like, Wait <laughs> "No, I like the film." <laughs> um,
0: that would be such a that'd be such an interesting movie to do actually. Like looking at it because we haven't done it. In fact, we did do a Jet movie, I think, and it was
1: a we seen Ip Man. I would happily host Romeo <laughs> Must Die, I know the lines to it, I could direct that film again. <laughs> in like fact, in it as well, uh, that was... I've have all,
0: have,
1: have all, any of you seen, seen that, that film? I,
0: I haven't seen it, so I'd be up for
1: it. Oh, uh, so good, really, really I, like I like the story, I like the story. It's not well received everywhere, but I do like the story. Uh, yeah. There is some violence, but not as much blood. So, <laughs> so you, were,
0: you were very pleased. Uh, I'm, pleased anti- I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Anti violence
1: quack. Um, and just like the underground happened. gangster stuff, like the proper organized gangster crime stuff that it is just like. Um... One ned from Paul Shields and another net from Beat <laughs> Hill, they come together and say, like, you are fucking It's a back.
0: good cast outside those two as well. The around, Lindo, who I liked in The um, uh, Five Bloods, the Spike Lee movie. Uh-huh. Um, TMX, is that TMX, yeah. And Anthony Anderson. <laughs> I can't yes. imagine he plays a hard Does he play a hard ass or is he. So him?
1: he plays one of the main gangsters' henchmen, a boy... Right he's a parody of himself that's a thing <laughs> so he's just so funny throughout it and you, you do see glimpses of him being mean but you just laugh at him the whole time and Anthony Anderson does this great thing of he can make himself look stupid But still comes out as a star <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love him I'm a big blackish fan um, yeah. So um, yeah, looking forward to the last season now. But anyway, I'm going to wrap up the show Kwaku, thank you very much again for your appearance on this podcast network
1: Anytime
0: And considering I quit ESSR today the only podcast network I'll soon appear on with you. Uh, Nicky. <laughs> <laughs> until
1: Nicky, I get fired again.
0: Until you get fired from here or or get fired. Basically, I, it's a, a race to see who fires you, first me or Stevie. Uh, <laughs> It'll be you. You've already fired me three times. <laughs> I know, but mine's never stuck. Uh, Nicky, how are you? <laughs> good show. Did you enjoy your show, Nicky?
2: Yeah, i think I time, thanks. Uh,
0: yeah, good, good, good. Well, listen, all right, next time we will be back. With either Tombstone or Brokeback Mountain. Two very different movies. Romeo, must, <laughs> die.
3: Yeah,
0: Romeo, Romeo must die. die. Romeo
1: must die eventually. He must Romeo die. It's right goodbye for me, it's good for the others. He's still alive, he must <laughs> die.